0: We're talking about investing with exchange traded funds. Welcome to the ETF of the Week, where we get to hear the latest from ETFTrends.com Chief Executive Officer Tom Lydon. Tom, great to be with you again. Thanks, Chuck. Great
1: to be back. Your ETF of the Week is the Crane Shares Global Carbon ETF, ticker symbol KRBN. Woo! K-R-B-N,
0: the Crane Shares Global Carbon ETF. Now, when we talk about ETF of the week, well, I would say that this is the ETF of the week because it's been very hot and very topical, but it's maybe the ETF of the year because it's also up about 90% year to date. This is a really interesting pick, Tom. A very granular, very topical ETF that, yeah, has been killing it. So which Or is it all of those reasons that has you looking at it now?
1: It is topical. Coming on that COP26 meeting that was in Glasgow, you know, carbon credit, clean air is something that's right in our face. There's been a buildup, as you know, Chuck, over many, many years. But now it appears that many of the developed and emerging market countries from around the world are coming together to have an overall goal to reduce the temperature of the planet by 1.5 degrees. And they feel they can do this by providing more clean energy. And in doing so, a part of that is if you are pushing carbons into the atmosphere, you actually have to pay to do that. And you do that in the form of credit. So there's actually a whole market out there and many people know and specialize in that. And now today, We've got some ETFs, specifically this ETF, that if you feel that the price of credits are going to increase over time as they become more valuable, this is another way to diversify your portfolio.
0: Yeah. We should point out that the purpose of carbon credits is basically to make companies reduce emissions. If you put it on a much smaller level, it's akin to in the town where I live and near where you grew up, all the area towns that have dumps. You have to pay to throw a trash bag away. So you use town trash bags, et cetera. And the idea is when you pay extra for those bags, you'll fill them extra tight and you'll use them more so you'll waste less. Well, in this case, carbon credits are basically the permission to pollute. So here's the question. Do you look at this as a green kind of an investment where somebody who says, I'm concerned about ESG and sustainable wants to be trading in these credits? Or do you consider this not a green investment? Because after all,
1: a carbon credit is the right to pollute. I wouldn't call it a permission to pollute, but more along a price to pollute. And that price is going to get more expensive over time. So for example, IHS market as of the end of 2020 said the global price of carbon was $24.05 per ton of CO2. So For a ton of CO2, the price was 24.05. It's estimated that the carbon allowance price needs to reach $147, so almost five or six times as much per ton of CO2 to meet that goal of 1.5 degrees of the global warming limit. Okay, so I know this is getting a little bit complicated and we're getting into the weeds, but. As the price goes up, Chuck, and doubles and triples, for companies out there that are having to buy these credits, it's getting more and more expensive. So, guess what? We think really hard about whether we need to produce that much carbon. I mentioned that this ETF,
0: and again, it's KRBN, is up 90% or so year to date. It's up over 115% in the last 12 months. That's not sustainable. But is this a 50 day or a 200 day moving average play? Do you put this on a moving average because it's that volatile or does that not matter? Because right now it's so far above its 200 day moving average.
1: I think also you've got this whole wave, Chuck, of adoption, of being able to be accountable. And if you are polluting, you've got to pay the price. There's a limited number of credits that are out there. And as there's more demand for the credits, the price is going to go up. Is this something that could revert, could correct? It sure could. But right now, from a fundamental standpoint, we don't believe, and I think you would agree, that people are actually going to go out there and produce less CO2. And if they're producing the same amount of CO2 or probably more CO2 as the world economies open up even greater, they're going to have to pay up for that. So you could surely trade this on a 200-day average. That would work just fine. At the same time, is this part of the world going forward where this is a a diversification option in your portfolio where there could be appreciation in a non-correlated asset where if you put 3% in there and you saw in the next three to five years that these credits continue to expand in price as the futures market expands – would that make sense? I think especially as we're looking at more inflation, we're looking at record low interest rates, the search for yield, this is a way to maybe take some of that dead money, and I'm not going to say completely dead, but in the 60-40 in the area, the fixed income area of your portfolio is quite challenged today. So a lot of advisors are looking at ways to further diversify into other areas that could actually provide some stability by non-correlated assets, and at the same time, some opportunity for further appreciation where we maybe go through a period of three to five years of rising interest rates. Well, this is certainly an alternative asset.
0: In terms of your expectations going forward, this is a new area. This is one of, I believe, two funds, although the other is actually an, an ETN, so not even this structure that's out there is this a case where we should expect more of this? Or is this a case of there's just not going to be that much demand and it's a limited market. So those who are there first will kind of control it.
1: It's not just those that are there first. It's those that are continuing to have to pay to produce CO2. And over time, there is a limited amount. So if you look at the futures market, It makes up this group. We've got a European Union allowance. We've got a California carbon allowance. And then the regional greenhouse gas initiative, it makes that up. So between those three futures areas, that really makes up the CTF. It really provides you that opportunity through futures to participate in as much of a diversified area of the market as you can expect. So look, there's no crystal ball here, but I think in the world coming together and saying that this is really important for us to get to our net zero carbon targets, this is a way to participate. A bit off topic, but I've got to ask. The ETF world can create an
0: ETF like this. The SEC can approve something that is trading in carbon emissions, but they can't create yet a
1: true Bitcoin fund? Is that make you question the regulators at all? So I understand what the SEC did. And I think right now the ETF marketplace has said, this is going to be the best we're going to get. We're doing that because we have Bitcoin futures. We have three Bitcoin futures strategy ETFs that are out there. The futures market is regulated and the ETFs are regulated under the 1940 act. So Gary Ginsler was comfortable offering this up. However, there are a lot of folks out there that are saying, yes, it's a futures market in Bitcoin, but it's not spot Bitcoin. Many are hoping in 2022 that that will come. In the meantime, you've got other choices. You can go through platforms like Coinbase and buy Bitcoin. You could buy what Grayscale offers in GBTC, which is a certain trust that has a premium or a discount. You can buy the futures ETF. Or are there other index-based strategies that are out there? Chuck, you know, we're getting closer and closer. It's not like Bitcoin's going away. It's just going to take a little bit more time for the SEC and regulators to be comfortable with a spot Bitcoin ETF. And when I hear you explain it that way, it also makes a lot of sense that
0: what the SEC did with Bitcoin is actually what they did with CraneShares Global Carbon ETF, which is basically say, we've got something that you can have a futures price on. In that case, Bitcoin, in this case of the ETF of the week, it's carbon emissions trading. And it's YKRBN, the Crane Shares Global Carbon ETF, super hot fund ETF of the week. Tom, thanks as always. Thanks, Chuck. The ETF of the week is a joint production between ETFtrends.com and Money Life with Chuck Jaffe. That's me. And you can learn all about my hour long weekday podcast at MoneyLifeShow.com by checking it out on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about investing in exchange-traded funds, there's no better place than ETFtrends.com. They're on Twitter at ETFtrends, and Tom Lydon, their chief executive, my guest, well, he's on Twitter, too. He's at Tom Lydon. Follow them and him to make sure you don't miss a thing. And if you want to make sure you don't miss this podcast, well, it's available for you every Thursday, and we'd love it if you'd follow along on your favorite podcast app. And if you have time, give us a review, because they really do help. Until next Thursday, when we do this again, happy investing, everybody.